Thanks for joining us for the Changing the Industry podcast, where we try to effectuate change for the better, one conversation at a time. Part of that change is providing help for those that need it. This is why we've partnered with the Institute for Automotive Business Excellence. Whether it's help with sales, operations, or just getting your numbers in order, these folks are some of the very best in the industry. And for our listeners, they'll sit down with you and go over your strengths, your weaknesses, and the opportunities that are in front of you. They'll create a customized plan for how to move forward absolutely free. That's right, free. And if your plan includes one-on-one coaching, they can also help you with that. There's no hard sales pitch, no obligation, just honest help from honest people. So if that's something that you think could benefit you, make sure you click on the link in the show notes. And now, on to the show. That's right. We love that stuff in the automotive field, right? Yes. That's why I buy $500 filters <laughs> over and over. $500 filters? Okay, so... Why are me, they $500? The filter, the machine to yeah. filter out the... Not $500. The, the main one's like 295 bucks, and then you got to buy the filters for it. The for little what? yellow on jacket. On your AC machine? Yeah. The yellow jacket uh, that goes in line before the... So you don't trash your machine? You just buy the big one that goes in the machine. I have like a Robin Air snap on, and thing, you're talking you about know. the filter that goes in the, the machine. big black one. Yeah, the big tall black that filters one. the refrigerant on the other side. It doesn't filter the refrigerant that's pulling in. You'll ruin your machine. My machine's still going strong. I bought <laughs> it. In, it won't for long. I bought it in twenty. I think <laughs> that in twenty thirteen. Like, that sounds like the beginning of a where you get a text message mid recording. Hey boss, the AC machine is jacked right. up. Twenty thirteen. Hey, I bought that thing. That, I've got to tell y'all some really interesting. It was my best. It's been my best purchase from Snap On by far. I hate their scanner. It sucks. <laughs> that AC machine <laughs> has been. I I've had the lift pressed down on top of it. I think I was propping up things at one point. Listen, like, dear. Listen, you use it as a jack stand? Car and jack stand. It, it, I'm not kidding. It was a jack. It was holding up something, a bumper or something at L- one point. Listen, dear. We are only friends with two people and Snap on Corporate. And they're the nicest, sweetest human beings ever. Cool. One of them is the vice president of diagnostics for Snap on. So you just kicked oh, him right square in the hoo-haws. <laughs> the other one I love their pass-through device. The That's other one good. is involved with the... I know they don't make it either. They don't make the AC machine. I think it's the Robin. The only <laughs> other one that we're friends with... You're digging the hole deeper, bro. <laughs> is, ...is in the ADOS department, Chuck. And so here you are. You're kicking him, too, because you talk bad about that ADOS Chuck, machine. Chuck, I didn't get a free ADOS machine. I had to pay. And I'm still paying for that ADOS machine <laughs> that I only use once a year. And Chuck, you should have hooked us up. I'd been saying glorious things about you guys. Glorious things. I'd have been sending you all sorts of business. He's such a nice guy. I've not seen him in years. Because he doesn't get to go to any years. We just saw him at Vision. What are you talking about? Was he at Vision? No, he wasn't at Vision. Yes, he was at Vision. I said hello. I'm nice like that. I say hello to people that we know. Yes, you do. See? You're easily the the most social of the duo. (laughs) I didn't say that. (laughs) Now you're just being stupid. I, I did not say that. Hey. We're here with Mike Allen, who did, likes to destroy hotel rooms, mm-hmm. and Brett no, 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 Fadley. hang on, hang on. I want to, I want, I just want to show it to you. Brett Look, Fadley, I just want, do you have, do you have pictures of, of the Fadley's victims? Auto <laughs> Masters, Auto Masters, in York, PA, in York, PA. You know, when I when I think of York, PA, the only thing I think of is driving up the interstate, and there's the big 
the big dumbbell uh, factory that's got the, the Bob Hoffman. Yeah. Yep. It's pretty cool. So this morning I wake up and I'm getting going and um, like I get down here and we're in our first recording and all of a sudden my phone's going off for recording with Paul Danner. And so December says, oh, so here's a fun story. I woke up late because I forgot it's Saturday and I didn't set my alarm. I know, I know, I know. So anyways, I hear water dripping. It was the ceiling in my bathroom leaking and on my towels and in the shower and on my soap and on the toilet. So anyway, guys, I haven't showered and I look like a homeless person waiting for maintenance to get here. (laughs) Mind you, I have not taken a shower and it's all wet in here. And she says, I'm all grossed out. It dripped on my soap and my towels. Okay. So she sends all of these pictures. <laughs> and so I get on the. Uh, hey, you're uh, welcome for the discount okay. on the room. So, uh, uh, no, they didn't even offer. They weren't even nice. They just moved her to a different room. They, they gave me like free buffet. And so. <laughs> so oh, hold on now. Why would they give you. You you destroyed it. I did not cause it to overflow. Oh. Okay. So here's the deal. Actually, hey, hey, by the way, honey, I I don't know if you know this, but like when you turn the water on and you walk away, no, it's in still a shower, it shouldn't it shouldn't back shower. up. Yeah, it shouldn't back up. Well, I understand that, the, but the, my sink doesn't drain either. Yeah, and Tanika said room. that her shower uh, doesn't I, drain. I don't, yeah. I don't have hot water. I don't have hot water. I paid extra for that. I told <laughs> uh, him to right. turn it off. Well, so I like all this now, is so going I went on to the first floor, and I said, make sure floor, the first floor because I'll get hot water and AC. If you go up to the to the penthouse suite, it doesn't get all the way up there. Is that where Lucas is at? He's in the He's penthouse. always No, the this show suite. doesn't love me like that. Residential. <laughs> and so I like I go to get on the shower as all this is happening and like December's freaking out cuz she's missed her first class at this point and all this stuff's going on. And she's I go to get on fired. the I go to get on the you elevator. Class, you're fired December. I don't care that <laughs> you look like a homeless person. You know how much this place cost me? This is thousands of dollars. You get to that class. <laughs> And so I, I get on the elevator, and Tyson's on the elevator, and he's like, <laughs> and I said, what? He's like, oh. I said, what? He said, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to get Mike a tie clip. And he said, oh, okay. And he just smiles, and he doesn't say anything at all. And we started up. I'm like, man, one of my employees' bathrooms got flooded, and it like dripped water all down in it, and Tyson just loses it. So I get up at I get up at six forty five, right? And I go have my morning ablutions, you know, whatever you want to call it. And I turn the shower on, my phone starts ringing. So I walk out, I take the phone call. Sun's coming up. I got a good view of the sun sunrise. So I stand there, I'm twenty minutes on the phone, looking out the window, you know. Uh, and I finally get off the phone call, turn around, and you know it's nice to like steam up the bathroom and, and uh, yeah, nice hot shower. Yeah. Sure, yeah. I turn around and first step from the window all the way across the suite, right, is in the water, standing water. And the the carpet has almost made it to the window all the way around the bed. There's standing water in the foyer. The water level across the threshold of the shower is level into the bathroom. It's like the shower's not draining at all. I don't understand. Is it that nobody told no one to I now I feel bad now because I didn't tell them on the first day because I've I'm I'm trying to shave my head and I've got the water running and it's like that should that should drain. And then you turn it off, you wait for a second, and you see bloop, 
It's like, okay. Well, that may be sitting there for a while. And I would have said something if it had been more than just like, Lucas and I have been telling you about Parts Tech for a while now and how it gives you access to unlimited parts and tire vendors and direct integration with over 35 shop management systems. And now they've just launched a new referral program. All you have to do is open your Parts Tech account, go to My Shop, and click on the Rewards tab. There you'll find your referral URL, which you can share via email, text message, or on your social media. If your referral signs up for a new account and places five orders in the first 30 days, Parts Tech will send you a $100 gift card. That's it. Nothing else is needed. Your referrals can get you $100 just for using Parts Tech, which, by the way, is absolutely free to get started with. So if you're using Parts Tech already, start sharing that referral link. And if you haven't signed up for Parts Tech yet, what are you waiting for? Click on the link in the description or go to partstech.com forward slash podcast. That's partstech.com forward slash podcast. Hey, one more thing. If you find out that your shop management system doesn't integrate with Parts Tech, it's time to upgrade. David and I use what we believe to be the very best system on the market, shopware. With unmatched features like Parts GP Optimizer and DVX, which is their digital vehicle experience, Shopware really is way more than just a shop management software. With it, you'll be able to create an immersive and interactive experience for your client, setting you apart from everyone else using run-of-the-mill software. Are you ready to upgrade? Click the link in the show notes to get started. Like 10, 15 minutes, because that's how long it takes for a mm-hmm. sink, half a sink full of water to drain down. Well, when I, when the maintenance guy finally got there, right, uh, he didn't bring any towels or anything. Uh, he looks at me and goes, is this from the shower or the toilet? well so my toilet's not bolted to the my toilet's loose like it's not secured to the floor but that's nothing okay so where were we i think we were i told you about this it may have been no it was actually here when we were at the embassy suites and so when you got here right this was for the the empowered advisor Mm -hmm. class we got here went in took a leak and the toilet, as soon as I flushed it, was clogged. Like, you know, I mean, just have literally really thick urine. Well, I mean, I think it was like already <laughs> clogged when we got there, you know? You need to check on your hydration levels, know, right? And so uh, I called maintenance. And like the water, he, he walks in and he flushes the toilet just as soon as he walks in. Oh, and it, the water comes up to the very top. And I'm like, don't worry. It won't overflow. I was like, you know, I, I've already done this once. It, it doesn't make it all the way to the top and then overflow. You know, it'll be okay. And this dude, like, without thinking about it, is it gets to the very top, takes his plunger, and doesn't realize <laughs> no. his plunger is going to displace all the water in the toilet. And he takes his plunger and goes like this, and he's like, "Oh God!" <laughs> the water just pours out along like, with all your that is your yeah. urine. He's like, "That is not what I thought would happen." I'm like, "What did you think was going to so happen?" He, he skipped that day in science class. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> "I'm sixth so grade sorry." Science he's class. Like, that yeah, just, he didn't make it that. He might have skipped that year. And all years he thereafter. He was super nice about it. So this dude's walking out with piss stained towels. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so bad because he's in here like trying to mop it up. He's like, I'll send housekeeping, you know? As much soda and Red Bull and stuff that you drink, it was probably like bright orange too. It probably was. Oh, it was. Bright orange. <laughs> it was diluted by that point because most of it ran across the floor with excess water. 
along with the squishy carpet as he's walking on it. Oh my god! <laughs> like like when I left the room, like so I had a nine o'clock uh, breakfast offsite uh, meeting with someone else, and it's like, well, I'm I'm gonna wear gym shorts and a hoodie, right? And um, I head out still like smelling like vodka sweat from the previous night. Um, you have your flip flops. I was wearing ufos, yes. <laughs> um, so because anyway, and uh, like it was out into the hallway, like squish, 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 walking down the hallway. <laughs> Uh, away from my room, so I've now moved to a new room, slightly less uh, humid. <laughs> the president of the association, everyone. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know I had to check the plumbing before I left the shower run. These are just growing pains, dear. It'll be fine. They'll fix the AC next year. I'm I'm willing to have questionable plumbing to have as much more space as we have this year. Oh yeah, is it that much more space? Yeah, it's significant. Is it really? It we doesn't got, feel got, like it's some more space. We've got 20 more classes this year than we had last year. Oh, like individual rooms. Mm-hmm. And the the aisles in the trade show are like a, uh, like two feet wider than they were the last year. The trade show was massive. Yeah, it was, it yeah. was big. Yeah. And, and we didn't even fill it up as full as we could have filled it up because we had, we had that had one class. The wall for the Tesla class. Wow. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. So That was a Turo car. Did you know that? Yeah, Seth is like, man, already- there's a story right there right now. Hmm. Why? They find out? Because the owner's getting alerts that the car is in service mode. <gasps> yeah. And he's like, hey, at 1130 last night, we're at casino night. And uh, he's like, hey, what's going on with the car? And he checks its location, right? And it's not in the hotel parking lot. It's, it's in, in the, the hotel. hotel. <laughs> and it hasn't moved for a day. And it's been in service mode. Yeah, and Seth, Seth told me about that at about, I don't know, lunchtime yesterday, and he's like, that car's not in your name, is it? And I said, <laughs> no. He said, that's good, and he just walks off, and Justin <laughs> comes by a few minutes later, and he's like... Well, you, you know the surround cameras, right? Yeah. So he can log in and see images, right? Well, he lo- if it's in service mode. He logs in and sees a disassembled Tesla drive unit on the floor next to the car. It's not out of his car, because Seth had shipped a drive unit down to pull apart and show the guts and put back together, right? The guy thinks that we disassembled his car and he's furious. Justifiably so because he doesn't know that we didn't. Didn't they tell him that that's what we were doing? I mean, maybe. (laughs) You know, we have video, right? And here's the thing. Who rented the car? Um, She who shall not be named. Okay. So it's not really our problem. It's fine. It's I'm pretty. Fine. I'm pretty sure that she'll never be allowed to use Turo again. Right now, we're out. Uh, we were. Uh, we were told by Turo that we needed to go take it for a 30 minute drive and it have no error or fault code, so that we could prove that it hadn't been damaged. So, so now. But the uh, the owner of the vehicle, um, and, and I, I don't. I wouldn't have told them anything anyway, but. Well, I mean, he got alerts. His car was in service mode. Yeah. I probably would have... Sh- For an extended probably, period of time. If it were me, I probably would have said, hey, why don't you come to this class and learn about your Tesla? Um, I mean, no. Could have, should have, would have. What we should have done is we should have just borrowed someone's Tesla that we knew that was an owned car. So yeah. next year, Mike's going to own a Tesla. Yeah, I'm just going to have a Cybertruck. That's what I'm going to do next year. No, no Cybertruck? I'm sorry. What are you driving? Ford? I drive a you sil- look like a I, Ford. I, dri- I drive a Silverado. Trail boss. You don't <laughs> you don't seem like a Chevy guy. You look like a Ford guy. 
Uh, I was looking on uh, Bolt-On at my most profitable cars in the database, F-150 by a long shot. Yeah. I love those things. Uh, I do too. But the reason that is, is because they sell a million and a half a year. And they all have some needs. Well, that's true of every truck. But they don't sell a million and a half Dodge trucks. Trust me. If they did, that would be the number one. They don't make Dodge trucks anymore. Ram. Rams. Whatever. What that's was the legal wrangling the... reason for them to break Cafe that Cafe standards? Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put put all those trucks in the, in my area in Pennsylvania in the Rust Belt. Yeah. yeah they don't talk. they don't last long enough to start to develop mechanical issues. They just fall apart. Uh, right? some sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Just makes the working on them a little bit more difficult. I don't want to hear it. It's rusty where we're at, too. Is it? Yeah. That's because they're all coming yeah, south. Yeah, but like in a three-county area only. You just go east. Oh, yes, Mike. I, I work on all the cars out of the other counties. Hey, man. I just you, You're not in the Rust Belt. You're, no, I'm, I'm lucky enough I work on a lot of college student cars. So I don't have and to they're from it. Pennsylvania? No, I'm saying I don't have to work on the cars that are so I don't know rusty how you guys do it. Other places. What's that? I just quit. I'd go do something else. Oh, there's been days I just want to quit (laughs) and put for sale. But then the next day, it's okay. I wouldn't come back for the punishment because it's not not even like, I'm going to work on this car and something stupid is going to happen. I'm going to have a fault. No. It's like, hey, I need these three cars done today, and this is just a wheel bearing. And then the wheel bearing turns to seven hours later and like, hey, everything is rusted into one big ball because it's a Jeep Liberty. And did you know those Jeep Liberties will turn the hub, axle, everything fused into one piece. Fuses together into one ball of rust. And so you're you're thinking, you're thinking, hey, it's just a wheel bearing, and I should be able to heat this thing up, knock it loose, and no, ain't nothing. So you're buying that entire you know, Napa cells. Yeah. Full knuckles, knuckles now. Yep. Yeah. I have right. no idea the quality. I don't think they're You're that a Napa Auto Care Center. I don't believe anything you say, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to assume you're going to say something nice. I don't know the quality, but but that's interesting. Uh, they're in significantly better condition. The quality is significantly better than what you take off. Than the OE <laughs> ones. <laughs> well, I mean. They, they look like they're epoxy coated or painted or something. There, there's there's two terms involved with that. There's quality and there's fitment. Okay. Whether or not you can get the bolts in it and everything lines up like it's supposed to is a different story altogether. It's a chunk of metal. I mean, how, how bad could it be? Meh. I'm worried about the wheel bearing because, it, you know, you put all this thing together and then drives down the road and six months later, the wheel bearing's going. Now you can just replace a bearing because you're replacing yeah, But I'm, I'm angry that I even have to. It's six months later. This is ridiculous. I They go on the do not buy ever again list. That's why you just have a 30-day warranty. Is that the secret? Yeah. Is that how you can afford a Cybertruck? I have a five-year, 50,000-mile warranty, sir. Oh, boys. And I'll tell you what. What is that with the shop fix? I call former shop fix. Oh, slow Slow your roll, brother. The name of the business is Car Fix. And it predates Shop Fix. I believe you. But I'm saying. 2005. Look it up, buttercup. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. What, what's with the shop fix or former shop fix going to five year 50,000? Oh, man. You ought to see the terms and conditions of that sucker. Is it really? Yeah, just oh, go to my website. They're on there. They're posting. Is it's, it the it's same not, as the shop super, fix shops? I don't know what theirs are. I, I was doing that. I was in shop fix for six months. 
and I learned stuff and I took stuff and I integrated some stuff. I couldn't make it to Nashville as often as they needed to go. And I think that's the, for me, a lot of the value that I saw in it was going to the meetings in Nashville. Um, and if you're not going to do that, and then why, what's why the point? Yeah. 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 Stephane says that it's that shop fix for him is motivation and elite is practice. That elite is is the knowledge and the ability to to actually implement and do the things he needs to do, but shop fix is just a motivational. That, co- that's part been of my it. experience: is that shop fix is getting over your mental sabotage and and your you know believing that you can do it, believe in your smell, right? Yeah. Um, and elite is know your numbers, don't make excuses. Dude, don't say don't say that you're a baller because we see your numbers and we know that you're not. So all of my elite brothers watching this know that I'm not a baller. I just wear a fancy suit because I want to live up to your standard. Yeah. <laughs> Is well, it they, fancy? They it also looks know, like a nice suit. I got it from your clothier, the one that you recommended. Yeah. Well, so I um here's the deal: is that they don't know my numbers, and they also know I'm not a baller. But I will tell you that elite meeting that we went to mm-hmm. that is no joke. That is legit, real deal stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, you, they had one speaker that you're just like, no, it, economics. It was, no, no, that that and is I a, just, the I facilitator found, of our twenty group that he was talking about. Well, that's he does that every nice. year. I've He's, just found that it doesn't take very much to impress Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how nice people are here to you? They call me your sidekick, but they're super nice to you. Hey, where's your sidekick? You standing behind me? Poke my head out. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I would tell you that you've been the most outgoing that I've ever seen you at this week. Oh no, not at all. This, I've been intentionally avoiding people here. I think you always intentionally avoid people. I do, but like some some places are worse than others. You know why? Right? R- Ratchet and wrench. Ooh, boy. I. I, I he made hid. it. I mean, it I, wasn't. It was, it was 15 minutes. Me walking through, snaking through there, and and the people that were there at 15 minutes. I'm like, nope. nope. I mean, you you but, could. I, I feel I've I've heard it wasn't hard to avoid people at Ratchet and Wrench. It was hard to avoid people because there weren't that many there. So it it was very obvious when that one person goes, nope, throws his hands up and walks out the back. So you have. Anonymity in the crowd. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you for sure. You go to Slow Vision, away. there's 8,000 people there. You don't see anybody. You might pass somebody on the escalator, and that's it. You don't give them the head nod. But here, it's it's harder to hide. I feel like this is like the perfect size. Yeah. Like it takes a long time to walk across the hotel because you're stopping to have conversations because there's so many friends here. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, so what, many, that's what I got out of coming yeah. down here last year for the first time is do, do you getting the, the camaraderie and the networking. Do you know why he has seemed so much more engaging and active this time? Prozac? Well, that helped a little bit, not much. The Xanax helped too. He just I don't doesn't take pills. I don't take pills. Better but, living through pharmaceuticals? No. no. Look, all these people got on like the the AST chat group and everything else and they started saying like hey David really likes hugs and so everybody make sure if you see David you give him a hug it's true and so David's got a lot of hugs this week and he's I don't think I've gotten a one it changes uh, your brain one, chemistry I yeah. got one from Good long hugs I think that was it no you got one right out here at the corner just a little bit ago you no, want to you no, pause the recording Jeff. and just do a hug right now? Hey, everyone. It's Lucas. I'm sorry to jump in, but I thought it was important to come and say this. 
You know, I'm often asked, why do we always talk about Kim and Brian Walker and shop marketing pros on the show? It's because we genuinely believe in their product. Why do I use them for my own marketing? In fact, they're building me a new website right now. It's not cookie cutter. I kept getting on Facebook and every shop looked the exact same. I didn't want to be that. And it's not just that. It's that they're part of your team. When you hire them to do your marketing, they get to know you. They know what you believe. They know what you say and they know why you do what you do. And they share that with your clients. That's huge. And beyond all of that, probably the most important factor in all of this is they stand behind their work. So don't wait. Go today and get your free marketing analysis from Shop Marketing Pros. They're genuinely our friends and they're genuinely here to help shop owners have a better life. Click on the link in the show notes for your free marketing analysis today. That's right. It's free. Doesn't cost you a dime. That was Jeff. Jeff who was giving out the hugs. You seem to enjoy it. I didn't get a hug from Jeff. I give him the crazy eyes. Who was it that hugged you right here at the corner just a little bit ago? Nobody hugged me. I'm telling you, nobody hugged me. I've got it on me. video. I'll go back and look. You can look all you want. I'm telling you. <laughs> I didn't get a hug. I've gotten, I, I got a half hug from Tanika and I got a hug from Monique and that was it. I know better. I know better. I did get a hug from a dude. Hold on. I'm trying to think. <laughs> there were two, dude does, two dudes that hugged me. It was traumatizing. I can't remember their names. So. That was right here at this corner. No, it wasn't just now. This I'm not saying like just night. now. This was earlier today. Oh, earlier today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I gave you, you know, when we first met on Thursday, I thought I gave you a half hug. You know, the old bro hug. The bro hug's okay. I'm yeah. cool with the bro hug. Oh, Mario. Mario gave me a bro hug. Oh, and he patted you on the back and rubbed you on the back a little bit. It was That's okay. <laughs> it's very endearing. Yeah. Mario's cute. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Allen, what do you think of ASTE 2023? That is the most boring question ever. What is he supposed to say? It's trash. It's terrible. I The, the, the water didn't drain in my shower. <laughs> I've flooded out several people. Well, it didn't flood my. It, I mean, all my I stuff was to, picked up. It wasn't. A I had to go to me. my important breakfast meeting and flippy flops. <laughs> he would have gone to that and flippy flops anyway. <laughs> I mean, no, no, he wears this fancy suit because I'm trying to live up to the Lucas standard. I thought you guys made a pact to look like idiots. I I forgot to mention that he he didn't know he was in the back. I just told him later that hey, we're wearing suits. Lucas called like a board meeting a month and a half ago. He's like, hey, look, all you sons of bitches, you need to be dressed nice and look nice. You know why he did that? Because he feels stupid being the only one in a jacket and everybody else is wearing a nice polo. <laughs> a polo at best. Why didn't you tell me this four days ago? Every I, single I sport thought... coat I own has been worn in the last four days. <laughs> I thought you guys had made this pact where you're like, hey, we're going to try to raise the standard, and burr, 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 which I don't get at all. It's just the most absurd thing ever. But I, I think he likes wearing the suits. Yeah, he likes looking nice. And uh, well, no, I mean, when he wears his his uh, cargo shorts and his polo, he looks nice. I've seen uh, <laughs> Keith that, it, that introduced he asked. I said, well, I think I believe sometimes Lucas has it on in his shop. Yeah, you're out. It. You're out there, and you get the coat on. That's only on uh, photo day. Yeah. Yeah. On, photo, on day. photo day, when yeah. he wants to look like he's yelling at one of his employees, and it makes it his Facebook profile. <laughs> you're yelling at the. You're like, you, you've got the. I've been evicted. <laughs> oh, the evicted one. That yeah. turned out really well. 
be evicted. Yeah, what what a turning what is us being children making fun of a situation into a great yeah. windfall. That's awesome. Dude, I, you wouldn't believe the number of checks Scott Palava got over that because like all those shirts, mm-hmm. they donated all the money from it to ASOG. I got that's mine upstairs. Cool. Yeah, that's nice. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> it, it was funny. It was, Shut up, Brad. <laughs> I mean, knowing how badly injured your back was when that happened and knowing yeah, the adrenaline coursing through him. your body. <laughs> yeah, I had just seen him. And like we're walking up to the, we're going to this event he like it happened on Thursday and the events on Tuesday we're walking up to the event and Mike looks at me and he stops and he turns and he says how much pain are you actually in and I'm like uh <laughs> enough <laughs> yeah and I didn't thanks brother I told you about my problems you never said a word to me that's because this I didn't almost were die just, yeah that his and then keep smoking no. cigarettes after the fact oh here we go I, I asked them, I said, at what age do you just stop ignoring any reasonable medical advice and decide, I'm never going to die. Yeah. I'm good forever. Bulletproof. Yeah. And apparently it's 51. I didn't know. 55. 55. <laughs> well, you look like you're 51, so congrats on that. A couple so years. Apparently, <laughs> so apparently, <laughs> so at least, so it's 55 then, apparently, you decide, that's okay. I'm okay having heart attacks. I'm just going to keep doing what I was doing. (laughs) How old are you? I am 44. 44. So in about 11 years, or are you just doing that now? Are you just ignoring all medical advice? Or do you just not go to the doctor? That that seems to be a theme, too. I'm in a a bulk up stage right now. I'm I'm bulking. Uh, Yeah, so am I. Well, and so (laughs) six years ago in Elite, uh, in my peer group, um, we were all, you know, sad fat bastards like we tend to be mm-hmm. um, and we agreed that we needed to do something different and we needed motivation so we put together in a pool and had this big wager six months winner takes all and I lost uh, 62 pounds in six months oh that wow. seems unhealthy uh, yeah it was extremely unhealthy the way in which I did it um, and uh, so now naturally in the in, ensuing five six years I've gained it all back plus some right so at oh, the most dear, rec- it wouldn't take me five or six years to gain <laughs> 60 pounds. <laughs> no, I, I wasn't intentional about gaining it back, right? But in the uh, at my most recent 20-group meeting, we were in Vancouver, and we were talking about the fact that we were all just as big as we had been, yeah. uh, if not bigger. And we, we have new victims to suck into our unhealthy wagers now. So um, everybody put a sizable chunk of money in a pot. And we were weighing in on October fifteenth. Oh, so you're trying so, to bulk up? Um, so I've, I've gained like three. I've gained three pounds in the last three weeks. You know, so I'm just after ASC. You've probably oh. gained ten more. No, you've been walking so much, man. You burn it off. But um, I'm going to go home and drink a gallon of melted vanilla ice cream just to get the most efficient fat absorption. That's just a milkshake, you know that, right? It sounds more gluttonous when I say it that way. <laughs> it's just a milkshake. <laughs> not, don't ruin me, man. Come on. Um. <clears throat> so I won't I won't bore everybody with the story again about the the dude on the plane. But the dude on the plane that I What if it. this is the first episode somebody's ever heard ever and they don't realize you're going to tell the story 17 more times on the next 17 episodes. I'm tired of telling the story. Anyway, I rode back on this plane with this dude and he talked a lot. Now his wife was a pediatric dentist. And I she, know one of those. 
and she just sold or is in the process of trying to sell her practice to a very similar company as yeah. another one that you know that m a waves coming through yep and um so long story short he explains that he knows this other dentist that owns all of these like dentistry companies and it starts with an m you know what i'm talking about and so he's telling me about this dude and how he's getting a divorce and he says son I'm going to tell you what, if you're going to lose that kind of money, a man should never get married. I'm like, how much money is it that he's losing? He's like, Ooh, he's like, it's a lot of money. He's like, it's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, incredible like, volumes of money. Yeah. He's like, we're talking over the millions right now. We're talking like giant chunks of money. I think I, I believe that I know the organization you're speaking of and they're doing, between ten and fifteen million dollars of revenue a day. Yeah, a uh, day. Yeah, yeah. A day. <laughs> and he is, he is like, and she's been with him since he got out of dental school, and like, helped and he created no, a really no interesting way. business model, right? Like a very, very. Are you a, saying that's the shop fix of dentistry? I mean, mate, I don't know. I don't know how any of that works, but he's like, I guess it's that the orthodontists are fed by the pediatric dentist and he like has his hands in all of the different. And the real estate and the, yeah. And, you know, he builds uh, these Taj Mahal facilities and the dental offices on the first floor and their offices on the second floor and the third floor and the grounds are like event venues because it's, they're like mansions. Yeah. uh, like wedding parties. You know, I've driven by some of those places and wondered, they can't be doing that many cleanings it's to pay for all that. The Cavity Castle. Nice. Yeah, it's nice. So it is like the shop fix of dentistry. <laughs> it sounds that way. But, uh, you can't avoid that, though. You know, you don't know. Look at Jeff Bezos. Did he know he was going to be worth $300 billion or whatever ridiculous number he's got? Did you watch the song? You know what got him? What got him? Was the chick that he... He hooked up with. That's usually how that works, how divorces happen with rich dudes. <laughs> the chick that they hook up with gets them. <laughs> Zinger. But <laughs> here's the problem, though. I mean, he had he had a thing going there, and then this chick shows up, and she's like, mm, you're with me now. And he's like, okay. And then he just took off with her. I the, the, And it wasn't even like... You get to a certain point, you're like, eh. Hundred and fifty billion, whatever. Then I mean, I guess he can do that, right? I give up that. There are pictures, dear. There are pictures. Listen, I, just, I got my first ever listen, dear. <laughs> I didn't say listen. Hey, hey, give him the sticker. Give him the sticker. <laughs> What's that? Uh, it's the one all the way next to the little ones, right there. No, up, uh, yeah, right there. Yeah, there there are pictures of Jeff Bezos, the woman, the new wife. She's not even that attractive, right? I mean, she's she's well put together. Yeah, who cares? Artificially. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, bionic woman. She's bionic. Yeah, apparently. Anyway, there's Jeff Bezos with his droopy man boobs. This very well put together older woman, non droopy man made boobs. Everything's like very well placed in all the right (laughs) spots, like very well, and then. This this like Adonis of a man standing next to him that is like the yacht boy or the the friend or it's 
it's the woman's boyfriend yeah, is what it is. Trainer. The one that, yeah, exactly. 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 You know what's going on there. I think we all know what's going on there. I mean, you're what connecting some thinking? dots, but the dots what are really close thinking? together. It's a, yeah, what, what do they call that? But I, I don't think I could say it on, the, on your, your recording. <laughs> I mean, this is like a cable show. Yeah, I don't. Right? I don't understand yes. though. I, I yeah, think. No, I think. Yeah. Exactly. No. 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 Don't say it. Don't say it. Earmuffs, children. Earmuffs. I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying. Hey. 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 You know the donut operator? The video I was showing you earlier. Yeah. Like every time that an automatic weapon fires, you hear the duck sound, and it quack. quack. And so that's what we should get. We should get a duck sound for every time oh, somebody oh. says a curse word. <sighs> I'm going to need you to listen to every. He episode. may not be into it. He just. He's subjected to it. That's what I'm saying. There's no way that he doesn't know what's happening. He knows what's happening, but I don't think he has a choice. I think she's telling him, hey, this is what's going to go down. Do you and think he's, he's controlling him? Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Okay, so the real question here, like the real thing that we need to be talking about is why in the, are we talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Jeff Bezos' love life. It's interesting. <laughs> it's I was content. gonna. I was gonna. What's that? It's content. He doesn't get it. He doesn't understand. <laughs> that. I don't get it. I, I'm ignorant. So <laughs> ignorant. I'm ignorant. But here's the thing. That hurt my feelings. <laughs> Good. Because I was into the conversation, and then he's like, "Why are we talking about this? This is stupid." Oh, it's just like the, the now, first time I sat in here, we talked about palmetto he, bugs. Look, here is the first time. That anybody has ever given back what he get. Hey, you should turn around and apologize to December. <laughs> <laughs> she um, doesn't know that I'm I'm the perpetrator no, she of does. a flood. Does oh, she? Yeah, she does. I told my whole told, team. Yeah, yeah. You told everyone. I'm walking across the hotel and people. Are, hey, how'd your shower go? <laughs> <laughs> that was actually Tyson. That wasn't me. Squish, squish, squish. I, yeah. So uh, my my wife sends me this video, and um, we'll we'll watch like soft white underbelly and stuff like that. Uh, you've never seen it on YouTube? <laughs> Holy cow. That sounds like, like normie YouTube. That's weird. No, that's not normie YouTube. And it, it, he interviews these people who are like like criminals and people who do really crazy stuff and really yeah. successful people. Okay. And so he uh, interviews one of the most successful divorce attorneys of all time. Yeah. And he's like, one of the things that stood out to me was is he's like, um, where's the prenup? You know what I mean? Like, why, if you're getting married and you have $2 billion, why would you not have a prenup? And he says, you know, he's got this older client, and he's like, we're on the seventh marriage. And he's like, each one of these is costing millions and millions and millions of dollars. He's like, you know you don't have to marry them, right? He's like, you can that, just that, like. That part but it's true love this time. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me, the, the second one. The, the second one doesn't make sense. You're A lot of people need to practice marriage. They get married too young. They don't know what they don't know, and they figure it out. But if you, if you, I think if you get, go through two, then... It's giving me crazy eyes. Are you in a second marriage? No. I've only been married once. Yeah. But I waited. I didn't get married early. So. Well, and I didn't She either, makes more I, money than he does. So. She did for a long time. <laughs> I finally eclipsed her, mostly because she works less now. Oh, there you so. go. A practice marriage? <laughs> you understand that you, you get up there in front of your family, friends, and God Almighty and say, till death do us part. But not this one, because this one's the practice one. I understand it. Lord Almighty. <laughs> I'm going to give it a dry run. I understand I'm gonna it, I'm going to give this a dry run, God. Uh, I could see it. It's fine. I'm Mine's about Irish to show up and need gawk practice. at me through the window any moment now. That's what I've been texting with. So, you know, <laughs> like yes, I've been texting with. 
I've been texting with my wife. She's you on the said, way. You said, but in. what I've been texting with. That's you said, that's, that's what I've been texting yeah, with. Yeah, yeah. Did I just objectify my wife on recording? <laughs> I'm going to need you to edit that out, and I'll send you a check. I'm going to check. We can make that happen now. All of a sudden, my talent doesn't make more than his wife does. <laughs> no, I have to send my residual checks back to you guys just to make sure. That I'm just saying I don't, I don't understand if the first one doesn't work it, out and something happens or whatever, it's justified, not justified. It was he, irrecon- what what's it called? Irreconcilable differences. Yeah. Just practice. Well, so let's if say it doesn't work if out. One party takes it seriously and the other one doesn't. And the other one is philandering and okay. Philandering. Okay, fine. And so hundred like, percent philandering. Definitely. If you are committed and the other person decides that they want to go hook up with other people, fine. You want to get out of the marriage, that's fine. And, but and you should be able to marry someone else again if you find somebody else that you love and want to be with. If yeah. you were if you were philandered. If you were philandered not, not but the, not philandering. Not doing the philandering. Yeah, if you were yeah. not doing the philandering. But I'm saying for people that, that separate over things that aren't philandering, anything else. And some of it is just like, oh, we weren't right for each other. What the hell does that even mean? Why did you get uh, married then? Dude, I'm telling you. get out of the relationship. I'm not even going to get in this conversation because I'm on my second. Anyway. You had a practice marriage. You, you, dude, you, uh, you should you, really. You, <laughs> hey, th- this, this, this man it's is. It's the marriage. The se- I, Look, I'm not. You, look, you should you go watch this video. Now, I'm just saying. You should go watch this video. second marriage doesn't make any sense. He, 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 man, he pointed. like three or four. Decent well, it, reasons for divorce. Right? When it gets to three well, or four, hey, then so a that's problem. what I was getting ready to say. It's, Not three or four marriages. Oh, okay. <laughs> three from or four a religious standpoint, there's only one. Religiously, there's only one. One infidelity. And that's it. What about abuse? Uh, abuse, it's not allowed. Yeah. No, well, on religiously, it's only one. Now, now you can beating David, and he's not. Well, no, yet. you can leave. You just can't remarry. You, if you want to get out of the relationship and say, "Well, I don't want to be with this this person because they're beating me or whatever," you just, you can leave the relationship. You just can't remarry. So th- this dude brought a ton of very insightful like perspective to the whole thing. And one of the things he was talking about is he said, "I got in the habit of every single couple that got a divorce." He said, "I got in the habit of saying, did you know? Like, was there a time when you knew it was over?'" And I thought, like, he talks about some foul stuff in there. I'm not going to throw all that in there. But one of the things he said was, he said, I asked a woman that. And she said, yeah. She said, as long as we had been together, she said he had gone. She said, I had this specific kind of granola that I liked. And he had picked up that bag of granola for me. If he saw it was low or we were running out of it, he'd pick it up and put it in the shelf. I never asked him to do it. I never. Yeah, he was just being nice. Right. And she said, one day it stopped. And he never did it again. And she said, "I knew that was the day," because he still noticed. That is almost absurd. He still knew. He still knew that it was her granola, and he still saw it on the shelf. And he chose not to pick yeah, it up. She for set. Her. She set the bag out on okay. the table, even eventually. And she set it out, and and she he never got that's, the granola. That's, that is so petty. Also, no, maybe no, she didn't have anything to do. Own, it wasn't yeah. anything to do with the granola. And I, he I get out. it, but if you feel that all of a sudden you're like, oh, he doesn't care about me anymore because he won't buy me my no, granola, no, no, just no, bring no, it no, up. No, no. Hey, that is absolutely like, hey, not what he was saying. That wasn't the anymore. point. What he, that's, and they had that conversation, but that was the that And he was said the, what? 
That was the point of what he, says, he was saying. I, I found you Amazon a, Prime. I found just order a, that yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> I found a more well put together woman, and she told me I'm with her now. <laughs> Is that what you did? Do you think Jeff stopped buying the granola? Jeff stopped buying the granola. No, Jeff told her, and it's like, hey, I can't be with you because my girlfriend is going to get mad. Fair. I mean, so we've come back to Jeff now. That was my fault. I brought it back to Jeff. You did this. You did this. I'm sorry, David. I didn't mean to do that. You know, one of the most powerful David rants I've ever heard. I mean, it was... it was. I'm not insulting you. He's giving me crazy eyes. Am I... I'm sorry. Dude, I'm telling you what. My second wife... If I would have met her the first time, I never would have been divorced. I oh, I believe you. Yeah, yeah. I'm telling you. Uh, so the it the happens. moral of the story. It happens. Oh, I I I understand it. It happens. What the message I'm trying to to send out is: don't get married. You you you're very sensitive to this, and it it riles you up. I I will never forget. It he sent me a rant. Said from a faith based perspective. No, because on top of that, faith perspective. I mean, you want to have sex right so you kind of need to get hitched yeah yeah technically yeah. Like, so i mean like it's really fun so you should get married well he does have a blow-up doll that he packs in his suitcase i love ooh what? it's a blow-up sheep <laughs> <laughs> sorry if we're gonna make it something make it a sheep at least uh, i don't want to be unfaithful the hey. sheep it's a, just a sheep what what he's just a humble <laughs> farmer <laughs> you're hurting the sheep yes i am hurting the sheep no 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 not was hurting a, uh, the sheep i'm hurting was, the sheep there, there was a a uh <laughs> christian philosopher in the 300s <laughs> from love Ooh to christian philosophy yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a christian philosopher in the 300s his name was origin uh and he didn't want to be tempted with the urges you know what he did Self-castrated. Ooh. Well, I'm sure he had antibiotics back then, right? To make In 300? Sure. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. He did what he had to. I'm just saying. You, had, you do what you have to. He was committed. I, That's commitment. I, I think... That's stupid. Why? I'm sorry. Listen, Aren't dear. you Catholic? What about me gave you the Catholic vibe? I don't know. It was the red hair and freckles. <laughs> the heavy drinking... <laughs> and, and the heavy drinking, yeah. I, t- I thought you were Catholic. I didn't. I thought you were. I'm Southern Baptist, baby. Are you really? Well, I, uh, I'm i not a good Southern Baptist. I'm a back row Baptist. A back rub Baptist? Back row Baptist. Back rub Baptist. Back a back rub Baptist? That's different. I'm. That's new. That's kind of like a Catholic priest. I thought the Catholic priests were giving the back rubs. Not the Baptist pastors. <laughs> Oh my God! You know the, the the difference between a Catholic and a Baptist is when I'm at the liquor store, I can say hi to the priest. I can't say hi to my preacher. <laughs> so you're not allowed to know each other at the liquor store when you're Baptist. That's exactly That's right. What it is? Yeah, you can't do that. You don't do that. Anyway, mm-hmm. all I'm saying is, if you if you believe it to the T with your heart of hearts, and marriage is not going to happen. You don't want something to put your soul at risk. You will chop those mother effers off. And now you may be shaking your head, but you also forgot the section of the Bible where Jesus explicitly says that if your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out. out. 
And so because it's better for hey, you to go with one eye. Can you lose your salvation? pocket knife? You need to borrow it. Yes. What? What's that? I got my pocket knife. You need to borrow it. Right in the. I'm married. Right in the. I'm just asking. We don't want you to sin. What are the things that can cause you to lose your salvation? Um, Any sin? Yeah. So then you have to be absolved. Or, so are you Catholic then, I guess? I'm not, no. What are you? Uh, I'm Christian. Catholics aren't Christians. I'll fight about it. Well, Anybody can come I'm not gonna. Me. I'm not going to fight you about that. I'm Baptist. Catholics I'm going to get so know, many angry the worst. messages. Yeah, I'm not going to get... <laughs> I'm not going to get any angry That's messages. That's going to cost us. Lucas <laughs> is going to get angry messages. That's okay. I'm just keeping quiet. <laughs> I, I, um, hmm. the, the Baptists do believe that one, once saved, always saved. That once you and receive that, salvation, That's what I was raised good. on. So, yeah, and I'm, I'm not a theologian, so I'm not yeah, well-versed unfortunately, in Unfortunately, it. uh, it's uh, well-refuted and very easily. Over and over and over again. The problem is uh, nobody opens their Bible. I'm at a I'm at a I'm at a um, a funeral. My my wife's uncle dies, and the guy gets up there and he's giving the the eulogy and he's just prattling on and on. Everybody's crying, and I am looking at things uh, theologically and. Uh, just shaking my head, and this guy is not a clue what in the hell he is saying. He's just picking out feel good random Cherry verses. verses. Yeah, feel good random verses. And oh, there he was baptized at three days old, and then I'm like, dude, what the hell? I could see Dave. You could, you'd be a good preacher, man. I could see it. I'm no, I no. Think no. you'd be? I think you'd be a decent there is, tent preacher. Uh, like there Hellfire. is a uh, brimstone. Fire and brimstone is not a bad thing necessarily to, to preach fire and brimstone. But here's the thing: um, there is a there's a passage in in the book of James, and it says that it's better for you not to teach, because teachers are held to a higher standard, and I are judged more harshly than non-teachers. So it warns you: don't. It's better for you not to be, because you will be judged more harshly. I'm Lutheran. And I've actually run services at my church. Anyway, I would, refer like, to you, I would refer to you to that passage in James that says it's better <laughs> for you not to be a teacher. Especially more. if you're going to continue to smoke cigarettes. Oh, here we go. There's nothing, October 1st there is nothing tomorrow. in the Bible that says you cannot smoke. No, but you guys are telling me. You guys are spreading the word. What is telling you not to smoke is that heart attack you had. <laughs> Wait, you've already had a heart attack? He had a heart attack. And you still smoke? And he tried like to light ago, up. Three weeks He tried ago. to light up in the hospital, and they're like, you can't smoke in here. And he's yeah. like, I do what I want. Last <laughs> month. For real? For real. It's, it's kind of a dumbass move, dog. I know. <laughs> okay. October 1st. That's you're, tomorrow. You're a grown man. <laughs> you're, you're a grown man. You can make your own decisions. Yeah. And I wasn't going to. Don't you have kids? If, yeah. I have three. Yeah. Think about them. They were like, damn. <laughs> I ain't getting my inheritance early. <laughs> His insurance is only good for another three years. Hurry up, Paul. Light up. Light up. No, it was all, it was already on the plan to, to try and quit. And There's no trying, dear. So, uh, do or do not. It's do There's or no do not. Trying. Was it Jordan Peterson, 12 rules? It was like the, yeah. uh, the second or third rule. It starts with take your damn medicine. Is, yeah. Uh, yeah, which now I got to take, so. 
we will not you know, do the get things that, that we know right? we need to do to <laughs> yeah, take care of ourselves. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I'm, 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 and I'm a beast. you remember the 12 rules. Yeah, I didn't even finish the book. I think I got to rule nine and got bored with the book. You noticed that I quoted one that was like three. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I remember the number one. Easier clean to your damn room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, number one's good. But that's as far as I, I can remember. I cannot remember the rest of them. Well, I think the concept of dominance hierarchies is pretty interesting, and I think it's real, right? It's you, oh, you see yeah, it well, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. that that's uh, that's grounded in in just reality yeah. and pragmatism. Yeah, and not that any of his stuff isn't. It's just um, I think he, um, I, I I don't know. He's he's fun to listen to to a certain point, but then yeah, it's then it gets. Uh, it, he had a he had a uh, sit down interview with Douglas Murray. You familiar with Douglas Murray? No. Oh yeah, um, Hitchhiker's Guide, right? And, no, no, that's Douglas. Who wrote Douglas Murray wrote uh, War on the West yeah. and some no, other so, books. No, I do not know. Who um, he's he's English and he has this cadence to his voice, and it's it's so cool. He's he's so cool. He's just to start talking about ASMR again. No, no, it, it's not an ASMR kind of voice. It's just it, the way he talks. He's super smart, and it he's he's well educated, and it just flows out of him so smoothly. But then you have Jordan Peterson, and it almost felt like he was trying to go toe for toe with the insightful comments with Douglas Murray, and. Douglas was very relaxed. Just he was just kind of talking, talking, and Jordan almost wanted to. He felt like he was a competition. It's like, yeah, it's like, well, I got to keep up here, and if I don't, I'm going to look foolish. And that's well, that's that was the point. That's yeah. his brand now. Well, that that's where yeah. you're like, okay, is yeah, this- that that got when that happened, it became much more difficult. Like his old stuff. Like his, his, old his original great. videos. The ones in his classroom. Lecturing. Yeah. 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 Lecturing, lecturing in his classrooms. Oh, that stuff is great. But you watch his newer stuff and, and that, yeah. that interview in particular, because Douglas was like. Well, I just added it to my watch list on YouTube and I just subscribed to Soft White Underbelly. So. Nice. Hey, I'm seriously. Stuff. Go go watch that one with the divorce attorney. It's, it is it is so intriguing. Remind you not to get divorced or married. Well, it, and it, you know, it sounded so much like. The rant, and that's what I was going to say a minute ago. It sounded so much like the rant that you had over that situation a while back. And da- David had the Which most one? thoughtful dude. I, I I opened my Facebook Messenger, and I probably have 250 voice messages. And he's talking about cars. And he's like, you know, you can have a, a 2004 Kia Optima, and it has been loyal to you. It has been reliable. It has ran it has performed like it's supposed to. And he said, I can see like this need. If it's not broken down, it doesn't make sense, but I can see this need or this want to trade up to something grandiose. Oh, I'd love to have a Ferrari. I'd love to have this thing. But I can't see some of the things that some of these people have done when they've traded up for something lesser. In other words, like that loyalty, that reliability that that car brought you and that stability that car brought you has value and and you know what you have and and man this cat goes on for every bit of an hour and 45 minutes in He's, facebook he isn't exaggerating i saved him you want to hear it i don't i, I don't know what i said 
I'm sure it was stupid. No, it was it was brilliant. But so he's he's talking about like Gary in, in like seventy five second clips. Mm-hmm. I keep them under a minute. I don't yeah. use it anymore. I've gotten to the point I can't do it. I gotta I gotta do voice the text. So he's talking about short. Gary Vaynerchuk, and and he said it seems he you know he upgraded Have you his seen Vayner, Jack, Gary Vaynerchuk's new wife, a girlfriend or whatever. Is, it, is she bionic? Molly. She's she's all natural, dear. Do you think the the Vaynerchuk online wave has been bad for entrepreneurism or for like the... Hey, don't get off topic here. No. Yes. I think he's he's toxic to a degree. Um, I could see that. What part, though? Um, It's like, you you just fucking outwork everybody. You just go hard. You just, you know, and... Uh, it's, yeah, but I don't. I think the people that are that are taking that to heart are only getting the thirty to forty five second clips that they see on TikTok, and yeah. not not his longer form stuff where he's talking about you have to put time aside, you have to shut it down. I think the most toxic part is the content creation, the speed and the quantity of the content creation. He's going hundred miles an hour and just pumping content out. Well, and that's the only portion that I see is the short little clips because I see him and I kind of roll my eyes and I move on. So I don't ever want to dig in deeper to what he's what he's producing. You didn't read his like like back in the day his books from the Crush It and no no. Mm. It's only it's only so much time for so many books, man. So really, yeah. I mean, no. that's that's how I picked up my wife was over book recommendations. It's a horrible story, but. She was in the waiting room of my dad's shop when I was just a service advisor. And I w- walked over to her and said, hey, uh, what are you reading? And uh, it was The Red Tent. Uh, well, I don't know that book, but I read books too. <laughs> <laughs> smooth. Smooth he's operator. Got, he's gotten better. He's gotten better. Um, he's a little bit smoother now. With his wife? No, with, with everybody. He's convinced oh, okay. tons of people he can fold blimps. That's spectacular. It's the best. This this may be my best fake job. It's yeah, I don't know the the uh, the shopping cart alignment tech is shopping cart wheel balancer. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Anyway, what were you saying, Vanderchuk? No, I'm just saying that that you were comparing Vanderchuk, and you were saying, hey, you know, here he is. He's got this family. He's got this this wife that's been loyal to him. Been there oh the my whole goodness. time. That's the worst story. And, and, and Vanderchuk abandoning his wife and his two kids. And so, I, I, so why do I want to go read his stuff then? I know, but I didn't know he was that level of a dirtbag because he like you you go back a, just a year and he's just he's in the media just yeah. praising his wife and talking about how she has held down the fort and she has helped raise his two children while he's out there making his millions and, and making his mark in the world and the yeah. only reason why he was able to do that is because he had the love and support of his wife at home taking care of his two kids and he traded it in for and a he ferrari. traded in for a ferrari it's a ferrari dear it's a ferrari and he is a busted yugo so you know she ain't there for anything other than the fact that the Yugo happens to be completely packed with money. It's a solid gold busted Yugo. It's not solid gold. It's just filled with dollar bills to the brim, but it's a still a busted Yugo. And I'm sorry, I'm a busted Yugo and a Ferrari came at me. Like I, I know it's a Ferrari and I get the appeal of the Ferrari, but at some point you got to go. You're not here for me. You're here for the money. 
Like you can't be that you blind. Want, yeah, you want you want these are smart men. It's typically you, men, right? These are smart men who have been men. hugely successful in everything they've ever done. Do they become a cult of personality in their own mind and think that they're just that good and they're that charming and that, that smart? That is that is completely ignoring the mirror. It's, it, I mean, ego is dangerous, right? Yeah, very dangerous. The mirror? Or are they just like he doesn't see the or, weird, or do they like, just, or, or they're the laying, weird hair and the contortions and his you, like but, wrinkles? But, but hang on. And, are they laying in a, bed late at night thinking, "Yeah, I'm a very pretty okay. man." He just decided they, I'm are, a very pretty saying, man. I'm just that good looking. In the quiet moment, do they have the conversation that you're just saying, and they say, "It's worth it." Oh, I don't know. I think they, that has to be it, right? They have to make a value judgment that they want the pretty girl more than they. And they're willing to sacrifice or understand that they're being used because they're using the pretty girl for her pretty girlness. It, it, it's more sensitive to David for lots of reasons, and I don't know all those reasons, but I think it bothers you more. I think it. I think the effects that it has. I think you're a high principle guy. Well, and and, and here's the thing is that that it seems to revolve around kids. Yeah. The 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 thing that upsets David, like he can be okay He's with ruin him with those children. Those kids are ruined. You are not from a divorced house. Were you from a divorced house? No. no? You? I'm this from a very very healthy household. It was abnormally healthy. It's like okay. Dog. Well, a mine yeah. was not at all. I remember being 12 years old. I, 12 I, years old <laughs> with dad not being around and that whole thing, the situation. And, and dad wasn't around a lot. Turns out dad was philandering a lot i'll fill in with because i am divorced it was hard um how old were your kids my youngest was five my oldest were nine ten okay the nine and ten year old you like you so remember that it, it was still hard five is still but young fortunately my ex-wife and i who were we were split we were very amicable with each other and we worked together to keep the kids and i think as they're getting as they got older they saw it wasn't a marriage that was ever going to last. And yeah. it was actually better that we split. Sure. Um, so it, it, yeah, I understand where you're coming from, but it's, it's, it's how your parents will make it work and how it's foreseen yeah. by the children. And, and I'm sure your situation ended up working out nicely. I'm just saying that 99, 9,999 out of 10,000 times. It does not end up that way. No, and I'm not oh, saying it has it lifelong does. effects. It does. It has lifelong effects. It changed them. For example, you become a 43-year-old man ranting against divorce on a rando <laughs> podcast in North Carolina <laughs> because you you know the like you see the effects it has on on your kids. I I'm just I'm just telling you that there is I understand the appeal of the Ferrari. I am. I understand he he had lived his entire life. He's forty eight years old, and he. You look in the mirror and you go, "I have no shot in hell." I don't care how tight the six packs are. I don't care how good I think I can make myself look with plastic surgery. There's no shot in hell with this woman, and then this woman approaches him. And says, hey, I want to hook up with you. And he's like, okay. The answer okay. is, his answer is, hell okay. yeah, let's yeah. do this. 
and I, I can understand it, but at some point, those children have to come across his head, and all of a sudden, it cannot be worth it. I think they live in a world where they're surrounded by yes men and yes women, and they are the center of their own universe no, and their that ego. Little, they, that they little voice inside your head, they, they don't think still about their there. Kids. They don't think about it. They're so wrapped up in the cult of their own personality that they Dude, don't think I can't, about the I can't walk down up people. here and see my kids. I told them this. You see the kids running around, and I'm like, oh, man, I miss my kids. Yeah. Yeah. How do you? So he's never around any. Hey, keep, Does keep that, all children away. Uh, children between 11 and 14, I think, is when those kids were the, that age. Keep them all away from me because they might remind me of my kids. The fact that I abandoned them for this Ferrari here. You're applying your personal values and sense of right and wrong to other people, and that's a mistake. I, I, you I mean, he, maybe he's a psychopath. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know it, it, does it bother you? And I don't want to. I don't want to overstep a bound here. Um, does it bother you because you know how that feels? I um, yeah, it's a little to an extent. Uh, I think. I, I I think it does. I I think it, the the problem is the effect on the kids. You, we heard the story from from Ford Bosme. You you got when that podcast comes out. Boys, I mean, we it. were Dave and I were both over here oh, like trying man. to dab our eyes to yeah. keep them looking. It's like, it's rough. It, it's, it's hard. Rough. It's a, it, it's harder than the. I would say it's harder than the story at the ASOG dinner last night. Yes, like that, Oh, by far that one hit me, buddy. Yeah, dude, that, this that hit us harder. You, wait till you, you hit hear this, this story. one here. This one's rough. It's rough. And you're listening to that story, and you're. And you're just, you're thinking, because he's a grown-ass man now, but you're thinking of the kid, that, that little boy who's just getting beaten to all hell, and the injustice of it. You see what I'm saying? Like, no kid of all fears. The, there no ch- child yeah. deserves ch- Children are innocent to a certain age. They're innocent. They do not deserve it ever. I don't care how horrible the little child is. That's the parent's fault. So the child's innocent, and they're subjected to this psychologically, just the the optics of having your famous dad, who you probably, I'm, I'm listening to this one book, um, uh, Cameron Haynes, I think is the guy's name. He's a bow hunter, like super ultra mar- marathoner or whatever. Yeah, he's on the Rogan podcast, right? right. He's been on the Rogan yeah. podcast a few times, yeah. He, he talks about uh, his dad was was an Olympian, and how much he looked up to his dad. Who they divorced. Dad was a drunk. Turned into this whole thing. And his childhood growing up, he didn't have it as bad as some of these other people you listen to, and you're like, oh man, that's much worse. His childhood wasn't nearly as bad. But you can hear the pain in the story of what he put himself through just to be around dad, who had taken off. Because he couldn't make it work with the wife because he was a drunk and mom was trying to make things work. And then she ends up remarrying and now there's a stepdad involved and all of that. And at the end of the day, dad's the hero. Dad's always the hero. And in Gary Vaynerchuk's world, dad's the hero. I guarantee you. And dad just stabbed him in the back for a Ferrari. 
It means dad's not a good person and dad shouldn't be Dad is not a good person. But why your his his actual legacy is not the eight million pieces of social media content. That's not his legacy. His legacy are his children. You're right. Yeah. And what are gonna move on past him? Because that's his blood. That's his lineage. You see what I'm saying? 100 percent And he just he pissed all over it over a fucking Ferrari with nice tits. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, so I've been married, I don't know, 15 years, I think, give or take. Yeah, 15 years. This is 15 years. Um, <laughs> that did not now. come off. That was not smooth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, she I wasn't thought she was going to be best. standing right behind <laughs> me. <when I> <laughs> um, but she's always said from day one, she said, uh, you know, I love you. Uh, I'll be with you forever. The only two things that are ever going to make me go away is if you raise your hand at me, I think that's reasonable. And if you cheat on me, and the and my going response was always, "Don't worry, baby. There's no lady out there that's worth half of my shit." Uh, <laughs> right? And she update she updated me a couple years ago. She said, "Don't forget, it's half of your shit and access to your kids." Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, hey, that that divorce attorney I was telling you about in that video. That's one of the things he said. He said, "You will never find." He said, "In the United States of America, there is no more binding contract than marriage." And he said he goes through why it is. He goes through the logic behind marriage. He goes through what what marriage meant and why there was marriage in the states. And he explains why it was such a binding contract. All he, of a sudden, I want to listen to this interview. Okay, so he that sounds interesting. He so he explains. He said when when marriage was put on the table, he said most women died in childbirth. And he said most people most. Mm -hmm. He no. said many some. Yeah. So, well, yeah. It, it, more than now. Well, more he, than he, now. Yeah, that's a good you, way to put it. He gives you statistics. He explains it. And he, he goes out and he explains that, you know, because the age of death or the life expectancy was so low that that wasn't that big of a deal. But he said, there is no more legally binding contract. You will not find anything. He said, there's nowhere that, that you have that powerful of a contract in life than a marriage. He said, you will not find anything anywhere. He said, I've been doing it for, for 30 years. He said, you'll find no stronger legal contract than marriage. Well, your max care service contract. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> that one's pretty tight, let me tell you. But he, he goes on and he explains the whole way through, and, and he explains how so many people have given up so much just for being unwilling to accept their differences, being unwilling to waver just a little bit or to think through something and and man, it's a it's if you get a chance, sit down and watch. It's a phenomenal video. He 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 really pours it all out. They typically do twenty minute videos, and this video is like an hour and two minutes long. I feel like that sends you down the rabbit hole of researching uh, the underlying factors that are leading to the increase in divorce rates, mm -hmm. and you know, the loss no of fault marriage, no 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 fault divorce. They implemented no fault. Of, they implemented. Look at the statistics. They they no divorce, no divorce, no divorce, no fault divorce gets allowed. Giant spike of divorce. It just shoots up to the moon because all of a sudden you can get out of marriage for whatever the hell reason you wanted to. It wasn't infidelity. And you had to prove it. Not and on and on. You didn't have to do any of that. Now you could just say, I don't we like don't him. get along. Yeah, yeah, we don't get along. Yeah. We're we're getting out of this marriage. And then as soon as the government allowed it and people get out for whatever reason they wanted to, because before that, 
there would be infidelity, they stayed in the marriage. So you think there was a, like a, an immediate spike after that? But oh yeah, it feels look like it up. It's look con- it up. It feels like it's continued to creep upwards, right? Because it's more than it half is. now, right? I think yeah, it it's is. like fifty-five. Numbers. There's some people that walk around and say, "Oh yeah, I've been married three, four, five times." Well, well they, they wear it like a badge. How many people have you seen that make the uh, make the joke? Oh, that's that's going to be my next ex-wife. <laughs> yeah, you know that's creepy. Mm-hmm. I want to point something out to you. All right, I'll give you the statistics. By the way, it's like fifty-five percent of marriages end in divorce. 80%, I think the number is actually 78%, initiated by the woman. I want to point this. the man leaving. Oh, yeah. And that he points that out in here. But look, see how they all have 170,000 views? Yeah. Right? Look at this. Wait until you get down to this dude. Right down here. Let's see if we can find him. We're building this up here. I, I know uh, if, sure. I'll know, I'll never get divorced again because if, I do. Yeah, three point one million views on this one. If I ever have to go to a divorce again, somebody's dying, and it won't be me. <laughs> <laughs> you won't be divorced again, but if she decides she's going to leave, it's just going to leave. Like I said, seventy eight percent of the divorces are initiated by the woman. And like I said, it ain't my, the guy leaving. With my wife now, it's usually because she can leave. She doesn't have to stay with him, drinking and beating her and taking her money. That ain't the reason why, dear. With the reason is. They, they can leave, take half his shit, and have the children, which gives her leverage. Well, maybe he, maybe he kind of deserves she, it if he's beating her, sleeping around on her. I think the incidence of social, of domestic violence are much lower than you actually think. Yeah, I have no idea. Much lower than you actually think. They're probably minuscule. And I think there's probably just as much the other way. It just doesn't get reported. Yeah, because it's embarrassing to say that my wife beats my ass. Though, yeah, it's embarrassing. Yeah. There's there's a social stigma there, and I don't think I don't think anybody would take it seriously. But somebody, some of us like that. <laughs> you didn't have to bring Eric Schmidt into the conversation, <laughs> poor fella. <laughs> Eric Schmidt. Yeah. Why do you say that she beats him? Only only on the anniversary and birthday, yeah. Father's Day. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to the Changing the Industry podcast. If you enjoyed the show, do us a favor and leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. And don't forget to set it to automatically download the latest episode. Our efforts with this podcast, the YouTube channel, and the Facebook group wouldn't be possible without the support of our awesome sponsors. So please take a moment, check them out by clicking on the links in the show notes.